I've said from the beginning of this process, impeachment is and should be the nuclear option reserved for the most treasonous activity and the most serious activity. Clearly, that has been not met here. As I've reviewed the facts and evidence as a former federal prosecutor, I've read the transcripts, I've watched the hearings, I've read the whistleblower report. That has not been met here. In addition, this process has lacked fairness, due process, and transparency. We shouldn't be here tonight doing this. This is a travesty. Congressman Darren LaHood yesterday, he voted against impeachment, uh, as you could hear the passion in describing there. Pat Brady, are you still with me? I'm still with you. All right, let me go to Congressman LaHood here. Good morning, Congressman. Hey, Steve. Great to be on with you and your listeners, along with Pat Brady. And Pat, you get first crack here, and thank you for that, Darren. Hey, Derek, uh, I was flipping through the uh, internet this morning, and I flashed back to 94, and I see a picture of a, a of a guy presiding over the hearing. It was your dad. Yep, uh, 20 years ago today is when that happened. And, and did he offer any advice? I mean, I know they're two very different uh, situations, but did you talk to him about it? Well, sure. I mean, when I talked to him about the entire impeachment process, what he said is be very careful about uh, going through impeachment because it really does paralyze the country and it, it you know it, it it grinds government to a halt and and causes lots of issues to happen and so he said just be very cautious and careful uh before you, you go down this road of impeachment so yesterday um we saw a day-long process and maybe you could explain to people why this has to happen where each republican that stood up essentially said the same thing as a Republican before. Each Democrat said essentially the same thing as a Democrat before. Why the repetitive nature of that? I mean, I know we have access to see stuff we don't normally see in 2019, but there was a redundancy to yesterday that seemed like it was mind-boggling. Yep, I I agree with you. Uh, uh, And and I think part of that is everybody wants to have their say. Everyone wants to have their 30 seconds or one minute or two minutes to express their opinion. People are passionate about this issue, as you saw from the speeches and the the talks yesterday. But everybody wanted to have their their say in, in this impeachment process. And remember, Steve... This process for, for most of the beginning of it was under behind closed doors in the Intelligence Committee. If you didn't serve on the Judiciary Committee, you didn't have a say, you weren't a part of it. So really yesterday was the only time for the, the, the broader group of members, the 435, to have a say with it. I, I think it was too long. Six hours of debate was, was uh, probably a bit repetitive. Uh, but in the end, uh, it, you know, the process was completed and, and we had the vote. Uh, Pat Brady. Yeah, hey, Darren, after all this rancor and all we see, seems like everybody's fighting, you got to go back to work today. I mean, can, can you, and I've always thought that you guys get along a lot better behind the scenes than we see on TV. Can you go back to work today and work with the other side? Well, absolutely. Today on the floor, uh, the USMCA will be voting on the largest trade agreement in our history with Mexico and Canada. That was started in my committee, the Ways and Means Committee. I've been working on this in a bipartisan way. We marked it up the other day in committee. So, you know, we'll have two hours of debate on that. Uh, This is good for America. It's good for Illinois. Forty percent of the products we grow, produce, or manufacture are are from uh, Illinois, go to Mexico and Canada. So, you know, we gotta we gotta pivot quickly and and listen. That's what my constituent wants want want us to do, Pat. Uh, you know, I I I'm, I wish we hadn't gone through this impeachment process. What I've said is, literally, impeachment in our constitution it is the nuclear option. So you better have something very treasonous, 
really high criminal activity to do that. In less than nine months in Illinois, you can go early vote. You may not like Trump. You may think you may not like his unconventional style. You may want to beat him. But let's let the voters decide that, not 535 partisan members of Congress. And, and, and let the, the people decide that. You know, and I think that's the approach we should have taken here instead of this, uh, you know, two months of impeachment, which, uh, you know, we, we're not able to pass an infrastructure bill. We're not bringing down the high cost of prescription drugs. We're not fighting the opioid epidemic. What, what would you have done in regards to a censure if censure had been an option? Well, I, listen, I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to have seen other options. I think lots of members wanted to, to do that. And, and that, that, wasn't, that wasn't a part of this. And again, it, it, it goes back to what many of us have thought all along when you look at the, the, the fact that many of these partisan Democrats have been fixated on bringing down the president from the, the beginning, from 2016. And so I, I wish there would have been more options. We'll, we'll see what happens in the Senate, Steve, from here. But again, I think, um, again, was this impeachable conduct? In my review of the transcripts and the whistleblower report and all of the evidence, I, I just don't think it rose to that level. Again, it may have been inappropriate, unconventional, but it was an impeachment. You have a difficult task in that you're a part of the House, and every two years you have to run for election again. Uh, it's important to have an incumbent president help out. Last night in Michigan, he took a Trump-like swat at uh, Congresswoman Dingell, who lost her husband recently. If you could get to the president and have a conversation about that, what would you advise him on? Well, listen, that's not language I would have used. Uh, I think uh, I, I did not hear that that quote. I read a little bit about this morning. It's it's a bit disheartening. That's not what I stand for as a Republican. It's not what I stand for as an elected official. I think we ought to stay away from that type of language. Yeah, and it's also, you know, to be crass, it's, it's not helpful politically. The decency part of it, I think, is obvious. And uh he doesn't do himself any favors. Uh, Congressman Darren LaHood uh, from the 18th, I appreciate you jumping on. I know how busy this is. Well, thanks, Steve. Great to be on with you guys, and Merry Christmas to both of you. Thanks. And, Merry uh, Christmas, Darren. You heard uh, Congressman Darren LaHood before the top of the hour. Congressman Dan Lipinski voted for impeachment. Talked to him before the show, and uh, he had said, look, not an easy decision. I thought it was very important to keep an open mind on this. Impeachment and removal of a president is one of the most solemn things, most important things that uh, I could deal with as a, uh, a member of Congress. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at the evidence, paid attention to the testimony, looked at the history of, of impeachment, and really at the House of Representatives. I used to be an American government uh, professor before I ran for Congress. Mm-hmm. And the, the House of Representatives essentially acting as a grand jury. is The question is, are we going to send this, the article of impeachment, to the Senate for a trial. And two articles uh, were produced. We voted on two articles. And the first one was abuse of power. And I think you can reasonably infer from the evidence that was presented that President Trump abused his power by withholding aid from Ukraine to coerce, try to coerce them to help him politically. I think that is clearly an abuse of power. Now, I would like to had more direct testimony from people in the White House. We would like to get documents 
from the, the White House, the executive branch, so that we had a more clear understanding of the president's direct actions on this, what the president did. So we know better his his guilt or, or his innocence, but the president refused to cooperate. And therefore, I think it is reasonable to infer that the president did do this. It was important to vote for impeachment. And obstruction of Congress, does it come down to simply ignoring subpoenas and not going along with the legal process? as it's laid out, no matter which party is up for uh, potential charges? The second article impeachment is obstruction of Congress. The president refused to... uh, He told everyone in the White House and the executive branch to ignore subpoenas, to testify, to not turn over any documents, uh, not giving any kind of legal reason for that. It was just blanket. He said, do not cooperate. Uh, Congress has given up way too much power to presidents through the years. It has gotten worse and worse. I think it's important for Congress to, to stand up. Congress, according to the Constitution, sets the rules when it comes to impeachment proceedings. Uh, I've had this discussion, I've had this discussion with uh, colleagues of mine on both sides of the floor uh, about this, this issue, but I think it's really important for Congress not to cede more authority to the president. And therefore, I, I think it was important to, you know, vote for impeachment on obstruction of, of, of Congress also. And I don't care what party a president is from. Congress needs to step up. Congress is, especially the House, it's the people's house. We are closest to our constituents. And we, our, our country was set up for the legislative branch, for Congress, to really be the lead. And unfortunately, presidents have gotten more and more powerful, and I think that's been a detriment of our country and our democracy. And as a co-equal branch, if you don't stand up and fight for being a co-equal branch, then you get run over. It sounds like, in summation, uh, Congressman Lipinski, it's certainly not votes that you were happy to make, but uh, your conscience told you you had to make them. Uh, presented with the, with the evidence and the uh, votes uh, occurring right now, uh, I thought it was uh, important and uh, clear that uh, to support uh, impeachment, uh, we are sending this over to the Senate for trial. And I'm hopeful that uh, there are more witnesses who, who testify. But uh, I just wish, as I said, that uh, the House had taken more time and tried to compel uh, witnesses with more direct testimony to, to come forward. Uh, and I, I I think that uh, the way things look right now, if the Senate trial goes as we expect that it will, uh, I think President Trump may be able to come out of this uh, stronger than ever, uh, be able to claim exoneration. It was a witch hunt. It was a hoax. And uh, I think that, you know, that is going to be bad for, for our country. Yeah, of course, you could make the counter-argument, too, that uh, those who firmly believe in the president's behavior will believe in it no matter what, so time will tell. Nonetheless, Congressman Lipinski, uh, good luck in the third, and we appreciate your time, and we'll do it again. And obviously, uh, happy holidays to everybody in your family. Thank you. Happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy and healthy New Year.